0: 88 Bible
1: no wrecks, no stalls, no traffic signal problems. That can change quickly, so definitely try to get out the door early if you can. Is the mask and hose keeping you awake? Dr. Sandman's offering $500 off the Somnadin, an easy to use oral device, insurance approved for sleep apnea and snoring. 350 CARE or RandallSandlin.com. Captain Nick in the Popeye 72 and Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center for WTKI.
2: Br-
5: With half a brain tied. Well, not quite. More along the lines of just half a brain. And for a bonus, at least he made it into work this morning. Once again, here's the Valley's longest reigning talk host. Hey, we never said he was any good. Fred Holland on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WTKI Talk.
2: It's hot and sticky. 77. We're uh, we're looking at a 50 50 shot of rain today, and we're going to get you know kind of the mid 80s. Then we cool off. Then we get some sunshine. Pretty cool. I just want to get the rain part out of the way. Dr. Kanta Ahmed is a pulmonologist. Recently finished treating COVID nineteen patients at NYU's Langone Hospital, and uh, is also a visiting fellow at Independent Women's Forum. Uh, Dr. Ahmed, I, I'm like a lot of people. I'm I'm pretty confused about all of this, and I've been kind of joking about the fact that the the whole pandemic's over. It's a miracle, but it's not. I mean, people gathering um, is people gathering, right?
6: That's right. I mean, mass gatherings have long been known to be risks for transmission of infectious disease. There's a literature of over two decades on that, at least. Um, and so here in New York, where we have treated tens of thousands of patients, including thousands in the intensive care unit where I was for two months of this pandemic, we as physicians are just aghast at the way protests have been invited in at the way mass gatherings have been tolerated, at the way looting and rioting has been uh, unremitting, And yet now, even as a physician, I cannot gather in a group of 10 physicians to discuss my patients. It's just so outrageous. That, well, it is. Uh, there's it seems a, there's like a. The authorities are are choosing which mass gatherings are acceptable and which are not. Well, it's a, there's a county
2: in California that's saying you can gather up to ten people, so uh, twelve people socially, but will allow protests of up to hundred. And I'm going, well, wait a minute, that's a different kind of that's
6: the same thing right? <laughs> well, the protests have been in the magnitude of thousands and tens of thousands, and they have happened here in New York City, where we are the world's epicenter. We've had over 29,000 deaths in New York to this pandemic. In two months, that's more than 10 9/11s. It's well, so
2: disgraceful. Well, you know, the 9-11 thing I'm a little weird, weary of because uh, it was a different kind of thing. This, and we've had pandemics before, and we've had hundreds of thousands of people die. But the problem we're having is the way the information went out and the way these lockdowns started, um, it, it's beginning to smell more like politics than, than good good health common sense. You can't have no gatherings on one side and and, and allow gatherings on the other and expect the public, to take any of this seriously it damages what you're trying to do right
6: just, ju- exactly but just to get back to that you you of course the cause of 9-11 was completely different but i'm still taking care of 9-11 survivors today uh almost uh, 20 years later mm. their health effects are still being felt we've had m- More than uh, 1,500 people die of diseases related to 9-11. Today, that's almost half that were killed in the event. Mm -hmm. So the scale of death that we're experiencing in New York is extraordinary. And people think the pandemic is behind us. Yes, we've quashed a lot of the pandemic at the moment in New York. But two weeks from now, we're going to see a surge in cases. There's no way there is not going to be a surge. And history teaches us that here with the United States since the time of the Spanish flu. What is this some one? cities did not shut down, and some cities did, and there were stark differences in mortality rates.
2: You know, the, the, the thing we did different, and I, I'm i glad I had an opportunity, because you've been on the front lines. I mean, I'm just a radio guy. Um, you know, we've heard a lot of talk about the Hong Kong flu and the number of people who died during it, and that was the same time we had Woodstock going on, and I don't, you know, maybe people died from that, but I don't know, being at Woodstock. Um, But but the the difference this time and last time is we didn't lock up and and make people stay home who were healthy, young and healthy. Did did we go too far here? I mean, I I understand protecting people who are vulnerable and and keeping people out of contact from people who might might, this might be really bad for. But healthy young people, this this has not been uh, the same thing, has it?
6: I think that we are going to have the answer to that question very soon based on the outcome of what's happening with these protests. Now the waters will be muddied. Many of the states outside of new york are already experiencing a rising cases uh, minneapolis last week was showing a 12 percent increase in cases while the riots were going on so their riots happened as the pandemic was on the ascendancy it's also rising in places like uh, utah um, and other states I, I can't recall exactly which but you've been absolutely right this pandemic has been a calamity the economic paralysis is producing a greater calamity, I think, than anyone imagined and possibly greater than the death toll of the pandemic. I don't know if our economy is going to recover. And there's been a breach of public trust. Partly, some of that is the fear of the pandemic. We couldn't be close to our loved ones. We couldn't be close to strangers we had to wear. And we should still wear all of the protective equipment uh, to keep us from catching infection. But now we also have a breach of trust in terms of our sense of loss of law and order. And there's a very real sense here in New York City that we are not as safe as we once were. And we don't know when a peaceful protest will erupt into a violent one. Yeah. So this breach in trust added to the complications of the public health. Hydroxychloroquine is good, hydroxychloroquine is bad. Yeah. Uh, face mask helpful, face mask not
3: yeah. helpful. I know, there's a lot of
6: stuff out, out there. Transmit or do not transmit. It's so conflicting.
2: I know. And I you know I heard heard a great uh, interview last week with one of our national hosts about uh, the the guy was saying we did a great job of panicking people. Now we just have to unpanic them and, and we're not sure how you do that. <laughs> Can you hang around? I want I want to dig a little deeper into where you think uh, from Oops. your experience My pleasure. where we're going. Uh, Anyway, uh, Dr. Uh, Kanta Ahmed, she is a pulmonologist and has been treating a lot of these COVID-19 patients in New York. And uh, it ain't over yet, folks. We just need to know where to go, and there's confusion there. Isn't there? Yeah.
0: I'm Brian. And I'm Tim.
7: Join us for Beer Guys Radio every Saturday right after Cigar Dave on WTKI. With the Bloomberg Business of Sports Report, I'm Charlie Pallett. brought to you by Granger, offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Visit Granger.com. The NFL and the Players Union have sent a planner to the 32 teams outlining procedures for the full reopening of their practice facilities, which were closed because of the coronavirus pandemic. In a four-part memo to the clubs written by Commissioner Roger Goodell and approved by the NFL Players Association, the league described protocols focusing on screen- Screening, testing, and infection prevention and treatment for COVID nineteen, including response for new infections. No timetable has been set for the return of most players to team complexes. The Evian Championship women's major golf tournament in France has been canceled because of the coronavirus outbreak. Organizers say they cannot overcome quote uncertainty concerning the opening of borders with Asia, and the United States. And that's the Bloomberg Business of Sports Report. I'm Charlie Pellet.
8: Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome.
5: Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest, And find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
0: Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. CentOS has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained CentOS technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces, and we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. Just a few ways CentOS can help you keep your business safe. Visit CentOS.com and get ready for
9: the workday. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Health Care, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Health Care, you'll get the coverage you want and health care you need. If your employer doesn't supply health care coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private Health Care is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, You need to be ready, and health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is $35,000 or more, give us a call at 800-626-4910. That's 800-626-4910. 800-626-4910. There will be light after
2: dark. Yep, there are even songs about it now, six feet apart. Didn't do any good. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of mixed messages out there. We have learned to wash our hands more, though. I don't think anybody's leaving the bathroom without washing their hands now, I hope. Um, Dr. Kanta Ahmed, is uh, she's a physician, pulmonologist. Uh, by the way, that's uh, lung stuff, sleep disorder, all that kind of stuff. She is um, has been treating patients uh, in New York City uh, at NYU's uh, Langone Medical Center and is trying to get her practice back going. Um, you know that 's one of the things we noticed around here. We ended up i think yesterday and, uh, I may be corrected, but I think we had four deaths in our in our metro of about six hundred thousand people were, but maybe up to five deaths. But what we did with this, and I guess what happened in general, and that you can take this to business, but we almost put our medical uh, infrastructure out of business because we we shut down everything else, and hospitals had to lay people off i mean this was this was on the edge of nuts. Wasn't it?
6: I mean, we did have to make very dramatic uh, cuts in our services to the public. All elective surgeries were canceled very early on in March. Um, Patients have been uh, discouraged and not able to get screening. We're only now beginning to schedule treatments for some people who need to have breast cancers removed and prostate cancers removed. Imagine being a patient with a cancer diagnosis not being able to access treatment anywhere in the country. The same thing has happened in Britain with the National Health Service, where the National Health Service is actually doing 40% less work than they normally do, while the massive infrastructures they built, the Nightingale Hospital, stayed virtually empty, as did our USS Comfort and as did the Javits Centre. So it's been an extraordinarily difficult time for public health managers, but it's also left many non-COVID patients high and dry, who are now trying to get treatment, and we're here in our offices wanting to help them. But just like people are afraid of going to a rock concert or a restaurant, people are afraid to come in, come into a doctor's office or a hospital, and we need to dispel that fear.
2: You know, and they're doing. I know I've had a couple of a uh, couple of things I've had to attend to lately. Uh, and I've gone to doctor's appointments where they meet you outside and they, you know, they make you wear a mask and they make you sit in your car and they'll call you when you can right. come in and that kind of stuff. They're taking great care here. And I look, I don't know what's going to do good or not do good. I mean, I've read you have to. I'm sure all the things about masks are good. Masks are bad. They're effective. They're not effective. If if somebody owns a business and they want me to wear a mask, it's their business. I'll wear a mask. But I hate wearing them. You know, that's kind of where I've been. (laughs) Yeah, I'll
6: be polite. Right. I mean, the masks are very important. They protect, when I wear a mask, it protects you. From me, when you wear a mask, it protects me from you. And it's very important if someone is aerosolizing, sneezing, coughing, that will reduce some of the transmission of the material. But obviously, at the moment, we, like all other businesses, are asking people not to come if they have those kinds of active sy- symptoms. And we have virtual um, clinics and virtual office hours for those patients to help them at that time. It's very, it's very, very important that we carry practice also the hand hygiene which helps Um, we are also screening all patients not only with symptoms but with temperature checks even the employees we go in and we have to have our temperature checked every day before we can come into the uh, facility I think eventually that will go away. I do believe we're going to have multiple vaccine candidates available. I do think there's going to be mass vaccination programs, for instance, for all members of the military, all members of enforcement, all members of the health profession. That's probably coming soon within the next 12 months, maybe even sooner. How effective that vaccine will be, we don't know. Uh, but it will be better than nothing. And I think there will be other antiretrovirals. And I do think the United States, and I've lived in three continents, is an extraordinary economic force, an extraordinary force of good. And we will come through this.
8: this you know, it's, it's, a, it's interesting here because
2: we're also seeing where, you know, everybody wanted government to fix it. And we just saw how colossally uh, impossible it is in other governments as well. Where where all the, uh, the the ingenuity in this, the vaccines, the the solving of the problems, have 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 come down to the local level, the the state local governments that have that have managed this much better because they're dealing with smaller so, smaller environments, and then secondly, well, I mean, it, 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 the private sector figures this out and it always does,
6: right? But, but Fred Fred, to be absolutely fair, I mean I've been in New York, which is Democrat governed. But our president and our governor worked extremely well to get together at the height of the crisis when we were having almost 100 people coming in a day with severe COVID requiring hospitalization, intensive care. And within, I would say, less than 10 days, they were able to triple our ventilator uh, supplies and our critical care supplies. We brought in 453 travel nurses and travel respiratory therapists who've worked here for months. So there was an incredible bipartisan re- re- response from the apex of government. And at mm-hmm. the same time, this president particularly has been facile at engaging and pushing and demanding the private sector get involved in a way that the CDC or the WHO could never have done alone. So they are to be complicated. Uh, sorry, they are to be complimented. The CDC has unfortunately performed very far below where we would have liked particularly initially we are the the most powerful economy the richest economy in the world and we were the slowest to get testing started and testing initially was faulty so that was time lost whether or not the president could be criticized about the coronavirus doesn't interest me yeah. but public health officials knew about coronavirus as early as January, and they could have mandated that we need to develop mass testing very early, three months in advance of this arriving, and they did not do that.
2: You know, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on the CDC seemed to get in the way and the FDA did, too, because you had other people out there with testing and they said, no, you've got to go through us. No, you're going to have to go through this process. No, you can't do this. And and that was one of the things, uh, and that's one of the things the president did do. He got you cut a lot of the red tape and allowed yes. a lot of this, a lot of the American ingenuity to come out. And again, you yes, know, an advocate for these president.
6: things. To to jump in, the FDA was uh, relaxed relaxed its regulations, and therefore NYU was able to be one of many universities that had its own in-house assay for COVID. Remember, in the beginning, hospitals didn't even have a test to find out if somebody had COVID, and we made our own, and many universities did the same thing. So the FDA did respond very nimbly for an extremely bureaucratic organization at the time of crisis. I'm saying public health officials had a three-month lead time where much of this groundwork could have been laid.
2: Yeah. Well, So do we learn from this? I mean, we we got to learn, right? There'll be manuals, books written on this.
6: The learning is the reason this pandemic is different than the Hong Kong flu, which I think was in 68, the Spanish flu in the early 20th century, is our incredibly globalized world. Our incredible ability to travel vast differences, vast distances quickly. Um, We are this. This pandemic is a blueprint for how to respond to biological warfare. We have learned in this, as I published more recently in Newsday here in New York, um, that our healthcare system is a priority of national security. We need to think about public health security. Mm-hmm. Hospitals cannot run like hotels with 105% capacity and a waiting list. That doesn't work. We must always have a surge capability. We need to build more hospitals like the ones in Chicago at Rush, where they are acuity adaptable. A room can become, a bed can become, A room as a ward It can become a room as an intensive care unit Whatever the patients need All of the beds can be converted We need more negative pressure ventilation in our hospitals And we need a bigger medical workforce I came out of 14 years of retirement From critical care to respond Mm. to this
9: People
6: came after retiring from their careers Doctors and nurses to come and help. Why do we not have more doctors? We have a critical shortage of medical workforce in this country. 57% of hospitals in the United States report not being able to fill vacancies for critical care medicine. And we train some of the best clinicians in this field in the world. So this is going to take a very serious Look at our deficiencies from a public health standpoint, as well as all of the, the governance issues that will come out from this. All right, uh,
2: uh, Independent Win, uh, Women's uh, Forum is one of the places I can find you. IWF uh, at IWF. Where do they uh, Where do they find you, uh, Doctor Ahmed?
6: You can find it at my website www.cancerahmed.com or on Twitter at misdiagnosis. Spell it how it sounds. And All right. Looking forward to hearing
2: from you. Thanks All right, hey, now. very, very helpful. I uh, we, we haven't talked to somebody on the front lines. This is awesome. Hey, thanks. We appreciate you sharing. Thanks,
6: Fred.
8: Pleasure.
5: You're listening to the Fred Holland Morning Show on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk.
1: Had a report of a wreck on 565 near Greenbrier, but checking everything there. Both lanes, east and westbound, moving along okay. So not sure what the problem around that one is. Everything else looks pretty good. Be careful. Maybe we can keep it that way. On the job, injuries can happen. Senior, Timberlake and League can help. 536-0770 or law-injury.com. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeyes North Parkway, Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI. Talk.
8: Thousands
4: Hello, I'm Jason Banks, a neurosurgeon at the Spine and Neuro Center here in Huntsville. Did you know your spine is made up of bones, discs, and an intricate design of nerves? Sometimes abnormalities occur that may cause pain, numbness, and even weakness in your arms or legs. Your spine is more than just bones. Our neurosurgeons can treat the nerves in addition to the bones.
10: Take the first step toward finding a treatment plan that's right for you. Spine and Neuro Center at Huntsville Hospital. Call 533-1600.
8: In the Army National Guard, family means everything.
0: They really appreciate what she's done as a sister as well as a soldier and you know,
8: supporting their country.
11: Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join.
8: Family members that are soldiers in the Army National Guard inspire and influence, setting a path for others.
10: It's validating knowing that, you know, I kind of did my part to make sure
11: this is what they actually wanted and that they feel the same way I do. I'm really proud that we get to help shape the future, and I know that my sisters are going to be amazing soldiers.
8: Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share in. A lot
0: of pride, and they're just out there doing something every day and then serving their country as well.
11: I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture.
8: Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard, aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station.
10: In the Tennessee Valley, the choice is clear. It's easier here, as the savings are always greater at Honda of Decatur. You may not know it, but Honda of Decatur is the largest pre-owned dealer in the Valley. Guaranteed credit approval, with prices starting at just $2,900. Most are under ten dollars Find certified Honda pre-owned as well, with financing as low as $3.9 for 72 months. The savings are always greater at HondaofDecatur.com and on Beltline Road.
4: Which way is the right way? I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Everyone knows that ceiling fans help cool you down this time of year. But which way should they turn? Stay tuned and I'll give you the scoop plus a few other tips to help keep your cool right after this. Outdoor concrete projects are quick and easy with Quickrete Fast-Setting Concrete in the red bag. Whether you need to set a fence post, mailbox post, or deck footing, or even pour a backyard patio, Quickrete Fast-Setting Concrete in the red bag makes it simple. To set a post, there's no mixing. Just pour the dry mix into the hole and add water. It sets hard in about 20 minutes, and you're done. It's that fast and easy. Quickrete Fast-Setting Concrete. Look for it in the red bag. When a ceiling fan is operating in the cooling mode, you should be able to stand beneath it and see the fan blades moving in a counterclockwise direction. This forces air down onto us, making the room feel cooler than the thermometer actually says it is, much like the wind chill the weatherman talks about in the wintertime. To get maximum effect from a fan, it should hang down as far as possible from the ceiling so that the airflow is less restricted. Fans with longer blades tend to move more air. But that more is better philosophy doesn't hold up when it comes to the number of blades or their width. Six blade fans, or those with large decorative blades, actually move less air because there's less space between the blades to draw air through. I'm Danny Lippard with tips for today's homeowner.
1: What's a lever action? What's a pump? What's an automatic? What's a magazine? What are all these terms everybody's using? Hi, folks. I'm Tom Gresham, and I invite you to join me as we answer these and other questions on Gun Talk, the only show out there about gun rights, collecting, personal
5: defense, sport, and recreational shooting. And, of course, we never forget about safety. Celebrate the Second Amendment Sunday afternoon at 1. Gun Talk on WTKI Talk.
3: Group. Our customers trust us to take them to the next level in business process automation.
4: Lyosi Group President Nick Lyosi.
3: Our next level team researches real solutions human resource, digital signage, and workflow software. For our customers, the return on investment is immediate. Our team holds your hand through the transition and stays with you.
4: Doing the right thing Drake Avenue and at lyosigroup.com. The Liosi Group.
5: Uh oh, guess what day it is? Julie. Has Common Julie? Sense 101. Yeah. He really makes it that it simple. Is. Tom yeah. Sullivan, guess weeknights at eight is. and Saturdays at three guess on WTKI day Talk.
10: Pump Day. Hump
5: day. Major League Baseball announces their twenty twenty draft
2: schedule. Is there even gonna be a season?
3: Boy, I tell you, they keep... They going. haven't even agreed on anything yet. They've got another plan yeah. in the makings. I think like a 71-game season, it just keeps getting whittled away. And these players, they they well, the players their
2: We're not going to play for less than what we're... Yeah. Wait a minute.
3: Everybody's got to give a little, people. Look at my contract, buddy. And baseball is one of those sports that doesn't doesn't have a cap. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, I think you yeah. you got these guys making thirty million a year and work playing in New York and l a and these other cities and teams they just kind of get left out in the snow miss at
2: misdiagnosis just like it sounds <laughs> at misdiagnosis I, like I love
3: it. that uh anyway
2: dr ahmed is uh that's the first time we talked to somebody on the front lines in a major city doing this, and she came out of she came did she she came out of retirement yeah. To to go back into mm-hmm. medicine because she because not only because of this I guess because of the we're woefully um, we in fact here we know the, we know the problem is a lot of healthcare workers can make money and more money in other states because of the reimbursements from people like Blue Cross in yeah. uh, in Alabama we lose people we lose very good healthcare professionals to other states. We limit um, the the ability of nurse practitioners to do in Tennessee. There's a lot more they can do than they can do here. That's something I think Alabama doctors need to reconsider. Uh, I mean, I think we're going to learn a lot of things from this. And I, I, I you know, there is confusion. Uh, and I think Dr. Ahmed's right. We we've sent mis- mixed messages here. And you know, she jumped on me. She said, "Oh, there was great." Uh, cooperation between the president and the governor of New York.
3: Yeah.
2: A lot happened. It's she, just you had got to take the politics out of it. She yeah. said there was a lot going on.
3: <laughs> it's a messy, messy you know? uh, thing to do. But the and
2: politics have made this just unbelievable.
3: We can always guarantee politics is going to step into every situation, and uh, the medical field is no different.
2: Well, and I, you know, this has been the CDC dropped the ball, um, and, and I'll tell you, we, we, a lot of our national shows have talked about this. Um, the cdc got off into well what is the, why is the cdc spending money on on gun control and all these things they need to be concentrating on their mission of, of figuring out these diseases and these viruses and all this stuff that research sort of you know uh the bud you know well, well their money was cut no they misspent their money the fda many times gets in the way did you hear the debacle about the masks Well, no, you can't. No, your your mask is going to have to go through a testing period. What? (laughs) Hey, we need them now, and a lot of this, a lot of this, the president and his pen, executive orders, uh, and cutting some of this red tape allowed a lot of these private companies to get going. So, uh, and what will we find out about these large public gatherings uh, in the in the in the big cities? We're going to find out. We're going to find out if there's a spike. But again, I, I you know, I'll, 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 and again, she's the expert, but I, I still question whether we had to quarantine healthy people. And we're hearing more and more every day the kids are, are, are not great carriers of this, and uh, maybe going back to school is a smart idea. But we hadn't figured that out yet. And I have a couple of medical professionals, not medical, uh, education professionals. We'll have on who will talk about how what what fall looks like, because they still don't know.
3: What was the saying? When people, you, they still don't know. When you put sick people away from the well people, it's called quarantine, but when you do it to the well people, it's called tyranny. Well, a lot of folks are yeah. screaming tyranny at this country. Well,
2: and and we did we we did a disservice to our
3: citizens
2: by doing this the way we did it with the heavy the heavy dose of politics. By the way, did you see? Uh, and she couldn't stop it. Apparently, there will be a recall election for um, for Governor Whitmer in uh, in Michigan. Woo-hoo.
3: How about that? <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Yesterday we had goodbye, Earl. Yeah. Today is goodbye, Gretchen. So. Amazing. <laughs> It'll be a new song. Dixie well, chicks are back.
2: You overplay your hand, and these are the kind of things that happen. Uh, look, and 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 you know, the other thing we learned. During, you know, i have been kind of going through the shopping list of things we've learned about all of this. Uh, one of the things that became painfully obvious, and uh, even the New York Times, which has really lost a lot of credibility during uh, a lot of this, uh, this and the protests and the editorial from the guest editorial from Tom Cotton—I mean, you've heard about all of that on our national shows. Um, one of the other things we 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 knew was happening, but it was recognized even by people in New York that the view of New York through a New York City lens is is not America. You know this idea that America is is. is, is but think about it: Our are the seat of business power is New York City, at least for now. But how many people are going to want to live in New York in the current circumstances? What four hundred? What do we find out? Four hundred fifty thousand people. The last time we heard a number, had uh, left the New York Metro for other states and other cities. Um, they're getting out. But the center of business, the center of uh, of politics, is that quarter between New York, Philadelphia, and D.C. Um, that is the lens through which all of our reporting and all of our, our, all the image of America is seen through. That's why we're considered flyover country. That's why we're considered dumb hicks. Does that change? I don't know. The perception needs to be from other places, not through the lens of New York City, where they live on top of each other like ants. So I think we learned there too. We also learned that government can't do everything. Government can facilitate. Government can't do, and that's a difference too.
3: You know, they sure do try to do sometimes. They sure and... try
2: to do. So, those of you who want big government, <laughs> I hope you saw the example of how well big government worked. Uh, again, it's uh, it's it, it's by its own nature. It's it's there's there are certain inefficiencies. Um, did the politicians move fast? Yes. Did the bureaucracies? Not so much. Right? They just didn't. didn't. They they couldn't. Uh, the CDC and the FDA became impediments to getting this thing going in the right direction. Not to mention the WHO and all this Chinese stuff. So, a lot to digest.
3: You know, as Alan,
2: in a lifetime, a lot to digest. Yeah,
3: and as Alan Jackson would say about Music City... Lordy, don't the wheels turn slow when you're trying to make your way into the music business. And it's the same way in government. It's baby steps. Even the baby's going faster than the government is. So that's just how it rolls. Yeah. That's
2: just how it rolls. So anyway, uh, as we try to digest, we have all these distractions of pushing Columbus into the lake and and tearing down statues all over the place, and now the renaming of... uh, um, University of Alabama actually is in the process of they have appointed an alumni committee to look at renaming buildings right. that have racist namesakes. Mm-hmm. So it's called the Alabama Memorial Preservation Act is the thing that's protecting all of this. It's a state law banning local governments from renaming historic buildings or taking down uh, statues and all that kind of stuff. Um. Yeah. Uh. We keep erasing history. We're going to repeat it. That. That's kind of where we are.
3: So. And we got a bunch of streets downtown with some last names that uh, from many eras of yeah. this country. That. So uh, do you
2: get rid of the eras you don't like? Yeah. Well, what if there's one I don't like?
3: I mean, I can understand taking down Clinton Street. You know that's yes that's. Right, of, let's take this to an insane extreme, mm-hmm. shall we? Yeah.
2: All right. Remember when they had the little campaign to restore the bridge, the the bridge that was the, the the that Japan gave us, the the red bridge, the red bridge, yeah, the red bridge at Big Spring Park. What if a bunch of World War II veterans decide they don't want that there anymore, and they're offended by that? Are we going to get rid of it? I mm-hmm. uh, I don't
3: think mm-hmm. it would take long just to blow that puppy up. I, I
2: mean, we, we gotta we gotta start having some we gotta start having a little common sense uh, rule here. And and again, what is common sense? What have we said from the very beginning? What is common sense? Hmm.
3: It's that superpower. Yeah, we're not using it.
2: Hope we do. You know.
5: Your warped view into something more realistic. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk.
1: Still not much to it. Traffic at a heavy level all across the valley, but we don't have any major snags, no wrecks, no stalls, no traffic signal headaches to pass along. You be very careful this morning. Put some extra room in there so you got somewhere to go if something does go wrong. Snelling has immediate need for an experienced accounts receivable specialist. It's a two-month project. Huntsville.snelling.com. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeye 72 and Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI WT- Talk.
10: My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threat. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed. So the Army National Guard's education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time, close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com.
8: Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association
4: and this station.
9: Not littering is not hard.
3: If you've accumulated trash in your vehicle, don't throw it out the window. Throw it in a can at the gas pump. Throw it in a can at a storefront. Throw it in a can at work. Or throw it in the can at home. Just don't drop it on Alabama. Not littering is not hard. Brought to you by People Against a Littered State, the Alabama Department of Transportation, the Alabama Broadcasters Association,
7: and this station.
5: version
7: daryl i am love him since i was
9: three years old vicious creature
5: able to pet the pussy cat and keep you informed fred holland on wtki talk
10: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. mooning in new york city might be a better choice right now i got i don't know i believe there's probably a lot of that going on up there I just—I I wonder how a lot of these major cities are going to make it. I mean, you've got—you've um, you, got the mayor of Minneapolis demanding that insurance companies pay up, <laughs> and of course, the insurance company is saying, "But you did nothing to stop the destruction." Uh, how about this guy that owns the manufacturing company with fifty employees? Fifty—I um, think they said fifty-five million dollars in damage to businesses in uh, in Minneapolis. This guy's added; he's leaving. He said they they would not protect his business. He's gone. He's leaving. He said, I'm I'm not going to do this. Uh, You wonder how many other companies are going to be. We talked about this, Tom Rigsby, when we were chatting a couple of times, uh, your business coach and host of Talk Radio for Entrepreneurs, Saturday at 8. We were talking about um, how many businesses will relocate from a lot of these large cities where their employees basically feel unsafe. You know, Doctor Ahmed, we were chatting a little bit during the break, and she she says, "I don't go to Midtown by myself anymore." This this is the new America, people. It's a little frightening, and you, you just defund the police stuff has got this, scaring the crap out of some people. That's why they didn't poll well. <laughs> it just didn't. Uh, we've, we've got some real interesting things happening and, and what's happening in these major cities, is it going to impact us? Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of these people leaving these places, either for the suburbs or for places like this are, are there. That, that's going to, going to change the fabric of a lot of communities. For better or worse. They may be people looking for better or people, you know, they may bring their ideas with them. That's what's been happening in Texas a little bit. A lot of those California people bring in their ideas with them. The things they're fleeing, they want to implement in places they're fleeing to. Which doesn't quite make sense, but it is what it is. <laughs> it's the American way. All right, while we're I've been going through the names here of, uh, of things, here's a woman, uh, apparently the library at the University of Alabama is um, is named after a woman whose husband was a Confederate general. Uh, but he was apparently uh, a, a president of the library, anyway, a president of the university or something. Anyway, all right, so i got another one. We'll explore this as we leave you and get ready for, you know, it's it's all things Madison coming up after We're eight. back. We're finally going to get it back. That's right. What do we do with Joe Wheeler? This is a complicated one. I'll explain coming up.
5: It's not all rocket science. Fred Holland on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk
10: i Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox
11: Business Report. Best Buy is bringing back 9,000 workers and will be allowing a limited number of customers inside most of its stores without an appointment. The reopening is starting on Monday. The returning workers were previously furloughed or were part-time. Shoppers will be restricted to 25% of capacity, which could mean 60 people in a store depending on size. Stores will have signs to help customers and employees maintain 6 feet of distance. Best Buy's in-home home installations and repairs are also resuming with some restrictions burger chain red robin lost more money than expected in its recent quarter its sales were down more than 20 percent however red robin says it's reopened dining rooms at 270 locations with safety measures it's also doing takeout and delivery that's your fox business report i'm jenny cosola invested in you
0: We're more focused than ever on keeping your employees and customers safe. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. Our Cintas technicians can apply our disinfectant and sanitizer spray throughout your facility. Our ultra-clean service for restrooms uses a sanitizer effective against certain germs, bacteria, and viruses. And we'll help you stay well-stocked with hand sanitizer, face masks, and essential PPE. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday.
1: Got a wreck in Limestone County, 72 in Lindsay Lane. No report of injury coming from that one. Got a structure fire in Decatur, 200 block of 5th Avenue Northwest, between 1st and 2nd. Several fire units on the scene there. Expert heart care backed by Advanced Technology. When you need cardiac care, you need the heart doctor. Dr. Randall Burns and the team at Huntsville Heart Specialist, Bob Wallace Avenue. Captain Nick and the Jordan Lane Popeye Skywatch
7: Traffic Center for WTKI Talk. Hello, I'm Jose Hernandez, and I have been using a wheelchair since my accident in 1995.
10: My name is Andrea Dalzell, and I've been using a wheelchair since I was five years old. I guess if I
7: had one message for the general public, it would be that I appreciate your help. But please, ask first.
10: Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that I've actually got everything under control.
7: I think people get nervous. They don't know how to act. So they pretend I'm not there.
10: What probably bothers me the most is when waiters talk to my companion and not directly to me.
7: I think everyone with a disability can relate to that parking spot problem.
10: We know you're just parking in that disabled spot for a second. But please, don't. We're, We're just, just looking, looking for the same, same respect, respect and consideration, consideration as and everyone
7: else. United Spinal Association is dedicated to enhancing the quality of life of people living with spinal cord injuries and disorders. Download our Disability Etiquette Booklet at unitedspinal.org.
2: And don't forget those great sides: fried green tomatoes, mushrooms, cheese sticks, onion rings, and fries. Huntsville's original sub. Stanley's, Jordan Lane and Holmes Avenue, and Governor's Drive, just west of First Baptist Church. Like Stanley's on Facebook and receive special offers.
5: Where Huntsville comes to talk. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WTKI Talk.
2: It's a little warm. It's uh, already seventy nine, if you can believe it. We're uh, we're headed for eighty nine today, and then we'll cool off as we get on into the. We got about what seven days coming. We were going to have seven days coming, and then we had we had crystal ball, and it messed up when we got rain. We're supposed to be dry the next—I uh, don't know—seven to ten days or so. Yeah, just and sunshine, cool sunshine. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so what do you—you know—this is very George Orwellian, right? Changing names of streets and buildings, moving plaques that offend. So, what do you do with Joe Wheeler?
3: Now, you I know see Joe Wheeler's story. Why is right? he so controversial?
2: Well, because well, Joe Wheeler was a was a Confederate general. But did you know in our history? You know, you think, okay, well, they were all, because of Reconstruction, they were all never allowed to um, run for public office, they weren't allowed to be in the military, except Joe Wheeler was such an accomplished uh, general... But he fought with Teddy Roosevelt at uh, you know, in, in, in uh, the Spanish American War, San Juan Hill.
3: That's what I'm about to say. Did you travel yeah. up San Juan? So
2: what do you do with a guy like Joe Wheeler? Yeah, he was a Confederate general, but then he became I don't know if he became a US general, but he was a US officer. He was one of those that was allowed to stay in the military. Uh, you know, there's even that famous quote, you know, where they had the Spanish on the run, remember that? He goes, we got those Yankees on the run. He kind of forgot where he was.
3: Uh, but what do you do with a guy
2: like Joe Wheeler?
3: Having flashbacks, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, those other guys. How about those, you know, the Spaniards? Spaniards. <laughs> I still want that state park named after me, though.
2: But, you know, we we I look, I, I think we can learn a lot from our history. And, and I, I particularly am fond of the Civil War because I actually have family members who served – Both sides. I'll bet a lot of us probably have family members who served both sides. It divided our country. They they say it was the war of brother against brother. Don't we want to learn more about that? Or do we want to erase the history? And again, what do you do with a guy like Joe Wheeler? Yeah, he served the revolt, but then he was good enough. They needed his services to help them in the Spanish-American War. So what do you do with a guy like that? I'm, I'm guessing Wheeler Avenue is probably named after Joe Wheeler, and then there's Joe Wheeler State Park. I'm just guessing that is named
3: after Joe Wheeler, aren't you? <laughs> and what do we do about Joe Wheeler Namath? Oh, it's Joe Willie. That's Sorry. Joe Willie. He's born in Pennsylvania. He's next, so. Just no, leave your false self out of here. Uh, but you see, you see
2: how this gets really bizarre. I mean, it, 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 at what point do we stop being, you know, being a little silly here? I mean, I, 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 do you have a right not to be offended by everything? There are things out there that offend me. I just, you know, I, I get a little, you know, if I, you know, see somebody with, you know, like bright blue hair, it kind of weirds me out a little bit. Have you seen that commercial where the goes, Yes, it's blue hair, blue hair, blue hair. Yes,
3: don't say anything. <laughs> I think I've missed that one. I have to look that one up.
2: It's the uh, it's the takeoff on, uh, helping people. You know, it's, it's about older people always wanting to. You know, the guy that wants to help the plumber when the plumber comes over, and oh, yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. And you give unsolicited advice in the, in the in the in the in the big box store. You know that kind of stuff. It's one of those. I forget whose ad it is. See, that's the problem. It's so creative. I don't know who the who the ads for. That's one of the other problems we have with this stuff. But anyway, what do you do? I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. What do you do with a guy like Joe Wheeler? And what do you do? Here's a woman who was married to a Confederate general, who whose name is on the library that they built in 1939 because of her accomplishments. Do you punish her legacy? Because she was married to a Confederate general. How far do we want to take this stuff?
3: Hmm? All up and down the family tree, I'm Hmm? assuming.
2: Where do we want to go with all of this? Because, you know, and then uh, God knows if we go down the Columbus route, how many Columbuses are there in America? You know, Columbus, Ohio has been trying to, they've had petitions for years trying to change the city. Columbus, the capital of...
3: Columbus, uh, Georgia. Ohio. Yeah, oh, uh, Columbus, Georgia. Georgia, not so much. But Columbus, Ohio, they're nutty I'm just, there. I'm just saying, there's Columbus's everywhere. You
2: gotta, I know. They're every, probably the most, uh, probably I guess, probably the most named cities. Columbus, pretty close. All
5: things Madison. Madison on the move. We're going to be moving over there pretty soon. Here. Listen online to WTKI Talk at WTKIRadio.com.
4: Did you know that we have a lot more horses in Alabama right now than we did when they were used for transportation a 100 years ago? If you own a horse or a herd of horses, you need to shop your local co-op. The co-op has everything you need. Tube gates, bunk feeders, hay racks, horseshoes, tack and feed, and minerals. They also have shampoos, conditioners, brushes, clippers, horse tack, as well as shoeing gear.
8: Do yourself a favor. Go buy your local quality co-op store and check out their down-to-earth values. It's the place to go when
7: you want to grow.
8: Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station.
5: Celebrating capitalism and freedom 24 hours a day. WTKI Talk, 1450 AM and 105.